Hello and welcome and thank you for joining me on Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Teacher, Medium, and author of a trilogy with the newest book, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shows us our challenges in these difficult times are not economic, political, or societal, but a deep disconnect from our inner soul wisdom. We welcome today Sagar Constantine, a best-selling Scandinavian author whose new book, The Life, shares the in-between, a temporary home for people where they must decide whether to return to their lives on earth or move on to the next stage in their soul development. Some may have called this experience a near-death experience or the world between worlds of physical and spiritual life. Hello, Sagar, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within to discuss a place where people have the opportunity to face themselves and know themselves more completely. You know, this physical life is for the soul to know that even before they get to this in-between place. Yeah, so welcome. Thank you so much, Sharon. Wonderful to be here with you. Great. So, Sager, listeners of Healing from Within over the years have become accustomed to listening to my amazing guests and I share stories and insights into the duality of life, both our spiritual and physical components, and to come to realize the true nature of humanity, which is simply to gather experiences, realize where we come from, who we are, how to live life by merging our many energies and awarenesses. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Sagar Constantine shares how the idea for the in-between series came to her on the way home from a business trip to India. Sagar has a remarkable ability to make psychological issues easy to understand for personal growth while being highly entertaining at the same time. Sagar, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, maybe a place, an event that may have signaled to them or those around them the interests, values, and life they might pursue as an adult. For it seems to me the soul has a life path and destiny, and it continues to unfold as we move forward in developing our physical lives. So think back. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's a tough question to start. It's a great question because everyone had so many different experiences, and we all ended up in the same place. Who, people who are yeah, talking yeah. on this show have ended up in the same place. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think a lot of different experiences brought me to where I am today. But but when I think back at my childhood, I always have this sensation that I needed to connect with a lot of people. And I, my my take on it when I was a child was that I was going to be, you know, a singer or musician, but I, I can't sing and I can't play any instruments. 
for so long. Neither can I. <laughs> and I, I thought I might be an airline stewardess because I wanted to see the world. <laughs> yeah, but we well, were there very, you go. We were very curious, sensitive children. Yeah. Yes, for sure, for sure. And, and you know, I just had this pull that, that I needed to connect with a lot of people. So, so you know, today it makes more sense now that I'm both writing and teaching and reaching out to people to try to create some more awareness in the world. But I, back then I wouldn't have even thought about me as a teacher because, in, you know, or even writing a book because when I went to school I couldn't, I wasn't very good at writing or spelling or anything like that, so I think uh, a lot of teachers would be really surprised by, by what I'm doing right now. So, uh, well, you it, never know. it was in your soul and your destiny. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not great at spelling either, but I was a gifted child. I did skip grades, and I, and I had an imagination, big imagination. So you write, yeah. Sagar, you write in this paragraph. And we can tell some of the influences from your childhood that guided you perhaps to write and share spiritual thoughts with readers. And you wrote, I am not the type who scares easily, but I must admit that sometimes I can't help thinking about how I would react if something suddenly happened that is something critical. Would I act heroically and be the one who takes over? and calms the other passengers or would I save my skin and hope for the best my mother has always said that I was born under a lucky star I think she's right it seems like things just come to me when I am in need not that I just lean back and wait passively I am not the type who goes around searching for a lucky chance deep down I believe that I will be alright and everything will be one that is at least until I'm not meant to be here anymore. Well, that pretty clearly says what you hope to be. You hope to be a courageous soul and share what you know about our energy life with phys here in the physical world so we can get beyond fear and limitation and have the best life possible by merging our spiritual and our physical energies. You pretty much say that there. And that's what it is. So right. That's what it's really all about. Courage. courage. Yeah. Since I've been a courage. little girl, I I see myself on a horse like a Roman soldier, with all the armor, and the horse is raring to go. I'm holding still, and the horse wants to go. And you have to be that way in life. The right time for doing things and courage, courage. So mm -hmm. that's always been important to me. Now, why did you write this series? And tell us what it's all about. Mm. Well, I don't think I had a choice, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I I understand that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, everything in my life was actually leaning, leading towards it. It was, um, I, I used to work in television and uh, I quit my job not knowing what to do. And then I started, you know, the inner search for, for more meaningfulness and to find out why am I here? What is it I'm going to do when, when this work I have right now and it's very successful when it's not enough and some, some part of me is missing? What is it I'm going to do? And then I went to India and, um, I went down to uh, India to a huge meditation resort and I did a lot of meditation and a lot of courses and on the way back, 
I'm sitting on the plane looking out the window and at that point, you know, I don't have a job, I don't have an income, I, I don't know what to do and I, I'm quite a fast mover. So usually I, I make up something really fast. But this time I just said to myself, don't, don't come up with anything. Just wait for a signal. Just wait and trust in the universe. And I waited and I waited, you know, it felt like forever. It was probably just like four or five months. That was about it until I went to India. And I'm sitting on the plane coming home and suddenly my body starts to shiver and I feel this energy just rushing down my spine. And in front of me, I see what appears to be like a movie screen. And I'm looking around going, am I the only one seeing this? And everybody else was engaged with that you know, tablets or phones or sleeping. And I'm watching this movie screen in front of me and I see these highlights from a story. I see a plane crash, which is not that great since I'm on a plane. And I'm just sitting there and my whole body keeps shaking and I'm not sure how long it goes on for, probably no more than 10, 15 seconds. And then it just disappears. And I grab my laptop and I start writing. In that moment, I can just hear myself say, this is going to be three books. And then I look at what I've been writing down and there's 10 lines and I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure it out, you know? So at that point, all I've written until then was actually um, nonfiction. I never ever written anything uh, fiction before, but I was just, I just knew this is, this is what I'm going to do. So I went home and I started to write and every day, every day that I sat down, I just asked, to the universe, what is going to happen today? And the whole story just unfolded, and yeah. all I had to do was keep up and write. You know? Well, you so. were guided to do it. It was your sole mission. I sort of was Absolutely. told 25 years ago, I didn't even believe in an afterlife or mediums or get spiritual communication or an afterlife. I wasn't raised that way. I was a very methodical, practical person in the physical mm -hmm. world. But things started to happen, and I became aware we're very much more than our physical body. And the first reading I had, it was a gift to me, a medium, and she says to me, you're very intuitive. If I looked in your hand, I would see a line there that says you're going to be a psychic medium and help a lot mm -hmm. of people, and you're going to write three books. And I was not even in tune with any of those ideas yet. And then she said to me, and you're going to take yoga. And I said, <laughs> I don't think so. But the next week, <laughs> next week, my hairdresser said, Cheryl, I have a ticket to the gym, Sky Gym. I go there. There's an amazing yoga teacher. You have to come with me on Sunday. And I didn't hesitate because I yeah. had been told. And for five yeah. years, I took yoga, which helped me quiet my body, learn how to meditate, understand the flow of energy in and around me. And it was how... I did all the things that medium told me, which at the time <laughs> seemed <laughs> not real. So, yeah. so you yeah. see, we're guided. We have a mission. And they're helping us all the time. We are never alone. Never, never no. alone. Now, you wrote this. Tell us something about what the book's about, and then maybe I'll read a paragraph. Sure. The book is about a woman that uh, is on a plane and she 
crashes and goes into a coma. And when she's in the coma, she's taken to a place called In Between, a place inside the clouds where people get a second chance to, to look at their lives. And when you're in a coma, you actually also get seven weeks to decide, 42 days to decide whether you want to wake up and continue your life on Earth or you want to to continue your soul's journey. And uh, the, the main character, Eva, she, is, uh, she has to deal with this choice. Also, she has a son that she really, really wants to go back to, but at the end, she's presented to... Uh, well, a choice that makes it all a lot harder. Let's just say that without spoiling anything. So uh, she's challenged a little bit. But as she's there, she has to look at her life and get to terms and learn about what she's been challenged with in her life on Earth. And uh, that helps her also if she chooses to move on to uh, to more enlightened life the next time or more aware life of, uh, yeah. So this in-between is also a great place. It's a place of uh, possibilities. Anything can happen there, and uh, you have all the gadgets and food and possibilities that you need, and also you can actually take a look at uh, the people on Earth and follow them there as well. Yes. So it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. You're and, in between uh, life uh, and death, yeah. Absolutely. And how guy, Thomas, at first she doesn't realize where she is. He's a very handsome young man and he's there to welcome her to the in-between which is the place her soul lands in for the you know while she's physically on in a coma on earth and yes. and thomas says to her you are in between life and death thomas speaks calmly in between is a place where people come if they have left earth before that their time or if they are not ready to leave their lives there but have been forced to as in your case because of an accident he pauses and takes her hand that is cold and sweaty you could say that people get an extra chance here to continue their lives or to take leave properly he looks right into her eyes leaving her no other choice than to return his gaze we are sort of a reception and rest center and we receive people and give them the opportunity to continue at a suitable rate. It is important that people depart from their lives on earth in a proper manner, both for their own sakes and for the sake of their loved ones. And I like that very much because I've done reading for many people who have loved, lost a loved one, and uh, it's very important to help them come to understand that the soul is eternal and love does not end and we are connected mm -hmm. through heaven and earth and um, it helps in the grieving process they know that they will see those souls again so I like the way you said that very very much now I have interviewed many people who have had near death experiences and they sort of explain being greeted and seeing relatives or a guide and being given choices and loving the place they were in, wanting to stay, but some of them knew mm. they had to go back. They yeah, had not exactly. completed their message, their, mis their mission yet. So, yeah, I, I love the way. And this book explains all that. This in a very uh, descriptive and sensitive way. You can feel how uh, conflicted she is she can even still feel the pain 
in that space that her body felt when she was on earth. So uh, it's a very interesting description. Now, how did these stories come to you? Well, I think you told us this one came to you mm. on the way home from India. So how do you think they're coming to you? Well, you know, I think uh, that I'm just able to tune into a frequency to, to connect with the universe, and the universe is just transmitting them through me. It's really, it's you know, as, as you're saying, it's not my story. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just the messenger, really. I'm just the one. I'm just the one that can put this into words, and I get some help. So, so I don't make up the stories. Of course, I, I get inspiration from my own life and people I meet. But, uh, but the whole, you know, the whole thing about the in between. I think a lot of people, including you, know this place, yes. and uh, and and it's also connected to it. So, and I also think it's very important to tell people about it because if you lose someone close to you, it it it's, it's carries a lot of yes. grief. It's, it's painful. painful. Yeah, absolutely. And knowing that that this place is there can give you hope, but you can also connect with it when you know it's there. If you don't know it's there, it's impossible well, to connect with that's it. That's the truth. So. You and yeah. I know it's there. I didn't always know it's there. Even though I was born as a medium, I was always sensitive. I was always picking up thoughts and information that came to be. I just thought they were good mm. thoughts because I had a good education and I was, you know, I was paying attention to people and I was picking up. I thought it, it was me doing it. Like, but we, what we're telling people here is we're downloading a lot of this information from souls in spirit. They could be angels, guides, higher vibrational beings, loved ones, the divine, universal source, whatever we wish to call it. It exists and we are part of it. It's within us and we are within it. So there is no separation actually. Separation is what makes people have so many problems in this physical world. Division, separation, breaks the unity and oneness of our connection to energy, to the energy of yeah. universal life. That was a very great way to express that you mm. are being, you're a messenger, I'm a messenger, and we're all really getting information from spirit how to go on to the next part of our journey and how to do it well. well. And we are here to be healthy, happy, and productive. But yeah, the and what, physical what world confuses us, you know? It does. And also, it's from, from my perspective, it's the ego that causes the separation. Yeah. The heart wants to connect. The ego creates the separation. And the ego is judgmental, and it is hard for, it's full of fear. And, you know, we only have fear or trust. So we can choose in every moment of our lives to a, to a trust or to a fear. And when we go with fear... We disconnect from ourselves and from the universe. And I think everybody in the whole world gets signals and get messages, but, but we just need to be able to hear it and see it and separate it from the ego to find out what, what is my ego saying, but, and what is, what is the universe telling me? So if we learn to separate those two things, it's easier to find out what is what is my calling here? What is what is the energy that is pulling me as you're talking about? Right. The ego 
tries to help us survive in the physical world. We need both. Mm. We need our minds and we need our heart-soul intuitiveness. We, we do need both. But our heart, if we're not paying attention uh, to what comes from within, we get lost. And then we mm. can't, as you say, hear or feel or sense what we're here to enjoy. So the heart can bring us great joy and peace. And the mind can help us survive in the physical world. They're both necessary. Do you have a motto, a quote, or a philosophy to live by? Yes, I do. I live by um, what, what, what is my mantra is easy is right. And, and the way that should be understood is that, that I, always, I always ask myself, is this easy or is this a struggle? And if I start to struggle with anything, it's not right anymore. So whenever there's, you know, there's a closed door, it's not easy. Whenever I have to fight for something, it's not easy. You know, it's like the water running down a mountain. If it, if it hits a rock, it doesn't just hammer the rock to get through. It, it goes around it. So for me, easy is right. It's about living my life in flow with the universe. That's, that's what it means that's to me beautiful. anyway. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in mind. That's really, really good. It's easy. And it's right. <laughs> so yeah, <that's>, <laughs> and it's easy to remember. <laughs> and I, I, I said perhaps the motto might be what Thomas the guide in the in between says to Eva. He says he speaks deliberately, and I have to concentrate in order not to think about anything else. In my experience, when people become sick or die, it happens for a reason. There is something we must learn. If we listen and learn and enter into the experience, then we can develop. His voice is smooth as silk. I turn my head and our eyes meet. You are here because it is uncertain whether you will leave your mortal life now or not. There may be more for you to return and to learn on earth. Other than Thomas's voice, the only sound is the whistling of the wind. I thought that was a good motto, too. It happens for a mm -hmm. reason. Yeah. yeah, and it does. Yes, of yeah. course. Now, why... And when we remember that, yeah. Why, Sagar, is this book relevant right now? And it is relevant right now. Well, I think I think it's relevant on so many levels because we have to develop as human beings. We have to become more aware of ourselves and that we are connected, but also with everything that's happening in the world, with the war in Ukraine, with all the financial situations, yes. with all the pain and everything in the world. It's so important that we start to look at our energy, our resources and how we can support each other and how we can live a more conscious life. And the book is all about that, living our lives right now and, and finding out what is important to us, what is meaningful, what is what is it that, that we really want to do while we're here. I'm also a believer that, that we'll, have, we'll have more lives, but, but I Me think too. it's important that we live, the, we live the life that we have here. We can't postpone things. You know, many people say, well, I don't like my job, I don't like my partner, whatever it is, I'm unhappy. What can I do right now that will change my life for the better to get one step closer to what I'm, I'm longing for? We all have a responsibility, and that's, that's what's in the book. Yeah, we have to be open 
to mm. hope, to trust, to love, to companion, to sharing, to cooperating. We have to take the competition for survival that the ego and put it in perspective. Those are important words, responsibility, perspective, purpose. And we have to know we will be helped. We're not alone. See, I'm afraid so many people don't know that. They think yeah. they're alone and they they want to be so independent that they don't ask for help. Now, you have to ask spirit for help. Whatever it is you want to do, you want to write a book, you want to go out and find a certain dress for a party, you have to ask for help. And everything falls into place easy then. Yeah. Just like your, yeah. your your motto. So what is it you would like readers to take away with them briefly after reading your book? Well, I think if people stop in their life and ask themselves what, what is truly important to me and how can I start living the life that I'm longing for, I, I'm happy. Or even if somebody just looks up in the sky and, and just asks themselves, maybe, are they there? I mean, maybe they're there. So what, whatever people find important, I'm sure they will find it in the books because there's so many layers for people to discover in these books. It's just so much more than you expect, more than an, a story. There's many layers of insights and wisdom in them. Right. And I would hope that people start to read more. I mean, you know, people have gotten so used to social media that they're missing the bigger picture of the beauty of language and the words and the visions that are in your book and in my books and in many books. We give a vision. And, mm. and, and once people can look beyond the smallness of their mm, maybe everyday life and see a bigger picture, and as you said, look up into the sky, close your eyes, meditate, pray, Ask for guidance and help. What may come to you in through the senses and beyond the five senses can be an awakening of the soul. And, and that's what we ho hope people take away from our books. I want to thank you very much, Sagar Constantine, for sharing your views on life in all its intimate and unusual ways, allowing for us to know ourselves more completely on the soul and physical level and to find peace through knowledge, compassion, love, and intention. To find out more about life, go to sagarconstantine.com. And right now there is a free copy being offered, so don't wait. Do it right away. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Sagar Constantine has shared a fictional story of finding the heart and soul of the matter by realizing who we are and what life is all about. Sagar writes about a woman who is in the in-between between life and death for a review of her life and to decide or choose whether to move on to life after death or return to her physical life. She has just been in a plane crash and, as we said, in a coma. And Sagar writes, take you, for example. He pauses. You have a choice every single moment. You can choose to focus on the fact that you are not with Luke, your son, or that you would like to return, or that your body is sore. You can also choose to be thankful, grateful, that you are on board that airplane 
that you are here now and that you have the opportunity to get to know yourself even better. Of course, Eva sat with a stone face, not offering Thomas her guide, helping her navigate the in-between. She was sort of confused. What he is saying is very logical and actually quite simple, but I can't see why I should be thankful I was on that plane. I would rather just go home. And my body is sore, that's a fact. A small cloud passes over us. And for a second, we are completely invisible. It is cool, and I have to wave away the mist with my hand to see Thomas. He is sitting there passively. Every single moment of our lives, we have a choice. We can choose to focus on the negative or the positive. And to a great extent, it depends on our attitude towards life. We can choose to enter each experience with the intent that something exciting can happen and that something can benefit us. Sagar and I would have you know that life's challenges will come and go, and if we think of them as neither good nor bad, we will navigate the waters of time and space more advantageously than if we judge or allow negative thoughts to flood our minds and hearts the world and life is a gift for all souls to begin to understand the nature of creation, eternal energy, and life that never ends. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Teacher, Medium, and author of a trilogy, The Newest Edition, A New Life Awaits. Please visit my website to listen to authors, visionaries, metaphysicians, scientists, spiritualists, medical professionals, energy healers, and those in the arts and music share their amazing insights in the world, into the world of energy and creation. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.